Hello, and welcome to the Ben and Len podcast. Ben and Len podcast. <laughs> there we go, we said it. Yep. <laughs> Today's topic. We're going through different types of resistance. Um, hard and soft resistance, and then free weights versus machines. What's good and bad about them? Yes, yeah, so obviously in the gym you have different types of types of resistance. You've got machines, you've got free weights, you've got cables, you've got medicine balls, you've got all that stuff. Below that you've even got body weight. Below the body weight, yeah. Yeah. So that's another form of resistance. Um, I guess we could start with what is a hard resistance? Basically anything that's physically hard. So your free weights, machines, cables, all that sort of thing that's like a lot of it's made of metal. Um, metal or plastic, typically that's all your hard resistance. Mm. And then what are your soft resistances? Yeah, and then your soft resistances, stuff like medicine balls, um... You can even say dead balls, uh, sandbags, uh, etc. Trying to think yep. of a few others, but basically, literally, it is in the name. It's soft, so yep. like if you drop it um, on your on your foot, for example, it's not going to break your toe. Yeah, exactly. Like a twenty kilo dumbbell would. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I know we're not going over soft resistance a whole lot. So where would you use soft resistances in training? Honestly, I don't really with um, the adults I, I coach. I think probably the only thing is when it's like we're slamming it down on the ground. Like, obviously, you don't want to slam down a dumbbell. It's just stupid. Um, but, like, maybe, yeah, when we're doing a conditioner, slamming something down on the ground. Um, otherwise, with my, like, juniors. But even saying that, the juniors are pretty good. Like, they're not stupid. They're not going to drop it on their toes because most of mine are usually between, like, 12 to 17 years old yeah so they're at that stage where they're more than capable to use free weights i'm pretty much exactly the same um the only times i use soft resistance is yeah if we're doing anything power based where you're like throwing a med ball doing a slam or something like that um or if you're i know like when you're working with kids it's really good to use soft resistances like and a good example is the boot camp i'm running this weekend down at the park Oh, yeah, I'm having yeah, I'm having everyone over, so it's not even just Jets members. It's anyone's allowed to come along. So it's family based. Everyone's bringing their kids. Lovely. So that's where I'm like planning everything soft resistance, so no one's gonna drop a dumbbell on their toes. Yeah, have you had many <laughs> many for that yet? Still, there's a few people that are interested. I've got. I think I'm gonna have at least eight people there. That's um, pretty based good. on who's talked to me. So I'm hoping there's gonna be more, but yeah. that'll be a good start either way. But yeah, um, the other time I'd use soft resistances is if people are a bit intimidated by the gym. They're just getting into it and they feel a bit intimidated by all the metal clanging and big weights and all that sort of thing. Sometimes they're more comfortable if you um, if you use a sandbag. It's just le- less intimidating to get started with. Yeah, true. That's actually a good point. Um, using soft resistances for that um, reason. Um, I guess you could regress stuff like obviously barbells sort of looking at okay has this person strength trained before you're not going to use a barbell straight up if they haven't strength trained yes. before yeah so yeah so that's a great, great um, option another example could be if your things to do with injuries like I know some people who might have um, certain shoulder issues and they can't reach overhead you can still train a lot of the your deltoid muscles by taking a resistance band putting it on your foot and then doing a front raise doing a lateral raise all that sort of thing you can still train the muscle a little bit. It's not quite as good, but you still train the muscle a bit Just without having resistance. to actually reach overhead. 
yeah, yeah. get some resistance in there for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess that sort of leads to the next thing though, like, um, so what is the purpose of, um, I guess, so it, we've, we've sort of classified on soft versus hard resistances. What about sort of the different types of hard resistances? So we have machines and free weights. Yep, it's pretty simple, yeah. Why would you, why would you prescribe uh, machines for someone over using free weights? Um, the biggest difference between the two is that the machines take out the stability side of it. So typically the weight has a fixed path of motion although the machine has a fixed pass of motion and it's going to move in that same direction every single time no matter what you do with it. So you just have to push against the resistance or pull against the resistance. Um, just to classify, just to, sorry, to clarify there, when we say free weights, we mean dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, anything that's not in a locked position. So you go into a gym and you'll typically see a bunch of big cable-oriented things and those are usually the machines and then down the other end, there's a bunch of weights on racks, and those are the free weights. Yeah. Good, yeah. Cla- good clarification. There. <laughs> Some cable things, bunch of things. Yeah, yeah no. lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I like that. Yeah, pretty pretty well, I, I agree with that. Like, if someone has trouble, uh, if someone has an injury, for example, or is um, a bit older, like the elderly, yeah. I may um, prescribe machines or... I guess locked range of motion um, rather than free weights just because we want them lifting um, probably more so they're probably more able to they're probably more likely to lift more um, if they're using machines whereas if they use dumbbells especially for the elderly where they their stabilization um, motor pattern and movement yep. control isn't too good yep. um, I would probably prescribe I would be leaning towards prescribing like, for example, like a machine chest press. That's like the machine where you have like bars in front of you and then you just push it. You don't have to worry about stabilizing really throughout that movement. Sometimes it can help with people who struggle with coordination. Like you said, motor patterns. Mm. Um, people who struggle with coordination where sometimes it's easier to just push that machine forwards instead of laying on their back and having a bar on their chest. So sometimes it's easier to introduce them to it and actually get them doing something and not overwhelm them with trying to learn how to do a really complicated movement. Yeah, because, like, let's be honest, like, free weights, like, if you've never lifted, if you've never been in the gym before and you touch free weights, yeah. like, trying to do a barbell bench press or even a squat yeah. can be really challenging for some people. Like, yeah. And it's harder than it looks, too. Like, yeah. I've had a lot of clients who have come in for the first time and I'll demonstrate, like, a barbell squat or something once yeah. they get to that. And then they'll go to do it and they're like, geez, it's really, there's a lot more to think about than it looks yeah. when, when you least see someone else do it. Well, that also depends on their, yeah, their once again, their previous history. Yeah. Like, if they've done any sort of sport, um, sometimes they introduce strength and conditioning there. Um, but everyone knows how to do a push-up. I think 98% of the population know how to do a push-up. If you know how to do a push-up, you can do a machine chest press. Yes. Um, and then from there, maybe you can regress it to like med- uh, progress it to a medicine ball, um, and then I would say dumbbells are probably a bit trickier than barbell, in my opinion. Yep. Sometimes the limitation there though is that a bar- if you don't have access to a smaller barbell or a, a lighter barbell, it might be. It's a little bit hard. Um, must be like heavy. I know at my gym we don't have any straight barbells that are less than twenty kilos. Mm. So all the ones that are lighter are. 
the like, I don't know what you call the easy bars, the wonky ones. They've got yeah, yeah. bends in them and that sort of thing. It's it's even more confusing when you try and give someone that for the first time and it's like a it's a wonky bar, it's not straight, they don't know how to do a bench press with that. Yeah. Um What were we doing the other day? Yeah, we 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 have fifteen kilo bars, so it makes it a little bit yeah, bit easier. But um we just got them doing push ups and then um I I just got them learning how to do the movement with a wooden stick. Yeah, first, yeah. Um, and then I guess they learn the movement pattern, but then the resistance might be something else, like a medicine ball or like a push up. Yep. So they learn both things still. Fair enough. That's that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I guess so. Free weights. Why would you pick that over machines? Yeah. Um. So free weights would be better than machines, in my opinion. If you, if you want to build. To be for the most part, if you want to build a lot of strength, you do need to use free weights to a certain extent, I believe. Because I think doing the machines, you just don't get the stability and the. Yeah, actually, just having to stabilize the weight is so much harder with free weights. So, a lot of people, I think, that just go to the gym and do machines, then try and do normal life movements that require more coordination. And then they can't do it, even though they're strong and they can do a lot of weight on machines. They don't know. They don't have those motor patterns you were talking about to be able to actually do them. Yeah, the, your general life movements. I, I was literally about to relate it back to like everyday life. Like you don't have machines. Well, obviously we have technology and whatnot yeah. and disability um, care, but we the weight have... is never stabilized though. Yeah, we don't have machines in, in real life. Yeah. So why, if your goal is to move better and get stronger throughout your like daily life, why would you use machines in the gym? Um, and of course, there's a few debates as to the purpose of using machines as well. Like, yeah. There are some specific scenarios where you would. Um, me personally, like I use machine, I use machine lateral raises today. So yeah. I just find... Um, I get a better contraction um, when I'm using the machines as to compare to using dumbbells because um, I have that locked range of motion um, and I can go a little bit heavier and same thing with um, like triceps for example I find I get yeah. a better contraction on, on using cables for triceps compared to using free weights so yeah. I, I guess it also comes down to personal preference um, and injury history as well like you might be using it because you're rehabbing from an injury yeah. um, or and the elder popula- elderly population as well. I think for the point of isolating a muscle, machines tend to be a bit better. Uh, just because, again, you take out the stabilizing component of it, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so you just focus on the muscle contraction. So, the, yeah, the reason I normally focus on free weights for most of my clients is because their goal is to move better in their daily life. So at the end of the day, free weights are always going to be better for them. Learn teaching them how to do a bench press, a deadlift, a squat, um, and a, a pull up. Those four things, and you've got most of it covered. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, the machines just don't give you as good bang for buck. I suppose if you limit it on time as well. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Yeah, um, and then I guess some other like. Uh, just a little bit off off topic here, but with soft resistances, for example, um, you see a lot of people using bands. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, like, have you have you seen that at the gym? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Like, have you seen um, 
like I, I, I tend to see a lot of people overemphasizing um, how effective bands are. Yeah. And like, there are some scenarios once again, maybe maybe rehab, um, but even in that sense, that's very specific. Um, where the limitation of the effectiveness of bands is is pretty vastly evident. Like, I think the only case, like I see, for example, let's just say I see a lot of people using bands um, for their glute activation warm-up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, have you seen something similar? Yeah, similar stuff. Um, I think the problem with bands comes in when you rely on them for your strength training. I don't think there's anything wrong with using them. Or if you if you feel like doing your... I think t- glute activation warm-ups are a complicated topic because everyone's got a different opinion. But I think if it makes you feel better in your workout, then sure, do it. But don't think that your glute activation stuff with your, your band is going to make your glutes bigger. Mm, that's a good point. That's a very good point. If it makes your squatting, your barbell squats afterwards or your leg press feel better and feel stronger... Sure, do it to warm up. That's yeah. great. But don't think that doing your glute kickbacks or the resistance band or something like that is going to make the glutes grow. I, that's a very good point, actually. Um, and I, I said it to a lot of um, people um, that I, I coach as well. Like, There's no harm in doing a warm-up if, yeah. it, like, if it makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, unless you're really short for time and you just want to get the most out of your training. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, if it makes you feel better, by all means, do it. There's no harm in doing it. Yep. But just don't expect to see huge results out of doing that. <laughs> that yeah, that alone. <laughs> don't, don't expect to have, like, massive oval-shaped glutes from your yeah. glute kickbacks or, yeah. like... Um, I'm trying to think of another example where you'd use bands. Oh, I mean, there's lots of prehab stuff, like your clamshells and that sort of thing for adductors, and there's a lot of different ones like that. But again... Use them to warm up and to feel like you're. To feel like when you start doing those hard resistances, that your body is more accustomed to it and more prepared for it, I suppose. Yeah. But don't do them thinking that it's going to make you a superhuman. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of an example where you would use. A really good example for using pan- bands is if someone can't do a full pull up. Yes. You put the band over the bar and then they can put their knee through it mm-hmm. to help them get a few reps. Because a lot of people start at the point where they um, they either can't do a pull-up or maybe they can do one pull-up or maybe two. Yeah. And so that's hard. it's hard to train a pull-up if you can only do one or two of them at a time. So by putting a band through over your knees and using that resistance to help you get up, uh, then you can perhaps do six, seven, eight pull-ups in a row. Do you put it over the knees, do you? Yeah. Okay. I've always had a fear that if I put it on my feet, under my feet, that it's going to like whip up and slap me in the crotch. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> that's weird. I've always done it over the feet. Really? And it's never slapped me in the crotch. Well, that that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a positive way. Um, and you can also use bands, I guess, if you want to progress your push-up, make it harder. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a few examples there. Make it, you could... Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. You can make it harder. You yeah. can make body weight movements harder with bands so you shouldn't completely count up bands yeah but the problem there though that comes in with doing that is that a lot of people will then use the same band for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks so the resistance is identical yeah get a thicker band for so sure so you ideally you would buy a set of bands like i spent 80 dollars the other day to buy a set of bands yeah 
that were I think it's like eight, seven or eight different bands and they all range in resistance mm-hmm. so that, that way you can if I have someone doing an exercise with a band for example if it's um, due to an injury or some something like that they can then actually progress that resistance over the weeks and get stronger still not yeah. just do the same resistance for months on end that's the main thing you want right progressive overload you're not yep. there's no point doing an exercise for like 18 weeks at a time if you're not increasing the intensity yeah the weight absolutely cool so um are there any really big negatives to doing free weights do you think just the injury side of it like dropping on your foot but you know if you're if you're pretty well um coordinated i guess then that shouldn't really be an issue um the other thing with that is just get a coach and the resistant the the risk oh, of your injury goes down so much absolutely if you have if you have a coach um that that will basically solve yep. all of your problems so like a good coach so so yep. not someone that's gonna you know um be there for like one or two sets and then be on their phone for half the time yeah yeah so like that what we mean by that is that i've got so with all my clients i whenever we're doing free weights i try and teach them to think about what they would do if they got they, they lifted the weight and then realized they couldn't get it back up. Like for a bench press, you always got. I would tell them they've always got to have a plan to get out of it if they can't get the weight back up. So if they're doing dumbbells and they get all the way back all the way down to their chest and they realize it's not going back up, well, they know they need to extend their elbows out and drop them on the floor next to them. Yep. So same thing with the barbell. If you've got a barbell, you need to have a plan. Either don't have clips on it so you can throw the weights off the end. Or have a spotter there. Ideally, have a spotter there. Um, Definitely, I would yeah. recommend having a spotter. Yeah. With squat, it's pretty daunting. I tell you what to go under a heavy barbell. Yeah. Um, knowing that you might not be able to get back up. Yeah. Deadlifts, completely. If I see someone having a spotter for a deadlift, <laughs> that is the day I will stop um, oh. training people because you do not need a, a spotter. For I, a I don't even spot. I don't even recommend spotting for squats. Because I think it's, I reckon it's actually safer to try to throw the bar off your back than to try and have someone standing there. Because I've seen too many videos of it going wrong, and the other True. person just gets trapped as well. And then, but I, I guess it also depends. In in my opinion, if they're if they're like, I guess look like they might fail, but they still have a little bit left. You could just give them a little bit of yeah, yep. lift to help with the lift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely. Unless they don't know how to roll it off, which the coach should show, um, or at least tell them how to do that, um, yeah, probably trying to take you know a hundred and sixty kilo squat off someone's back in your arms. Yes, it's not gonna work. <laughs> so that's why again, I've taught my clients, especially when we're coming up to a, um, a max rep testing day, so where we might be doing a three rep max or a five rep max testing, and I know that there's a chance that they're probably going to fail one at some point. I'll show them, hey, let's remember how we bail out of a squat because I'm not going to catch that 120 kilos that's coming off your back. Just be like, no, <laughs> it's you. just you it's not going to happen. So yeah, unless you have like, well, uh, in powerlifting meets, um, you have two people at the side, yes. or one person at the side. Yeah. Oh, and we do that as well, like especially in my little my small group sessions. Usually, there's three of us there at a time. Oh, so great. it's like two, one of us on each end of the bar. If you can't get it back up, we just help you lift it back on. And I honestly think like having that 
um, or at least teaching how to get it off is going to help you lift more anyway because yeah. fear factor and lifting is like a huge thing yeah. and not knowing your potential because that fear factor is a big yeah. thing as well. I know for me especially the first time I bailed out of a heavy squat after I did that I've, I've never feared going for heavy squats since. Like, I've never feared failing them because I know that if I fail I know exactly what I'm going to do to get out of it yeah. and not get hurt. Do you push it off your back or do you push it forward? Off. Like oh. Off the back of my Okay. Yeah. I find pushing it forward really? is better. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've seen people do it. Yeah. And I'm sure it's absolutely fine. I've just never done it myself. Because obviously, I, I feel like if you're doing a low bar squat, um, usually, generally, my, or at least in my example, my torso dips forward a lot if uh, I go really heavy. So, well, it can sometimes. So, this is what used to happen. And basically, my torso dipped forward. And so, therefore, all the weight was shifting, rolling forward, yeah. and so I'd have to roll off my neck. In that case, if you don't have clips up on the side, yeah. you are seriously probably going to injure yourself. Yeah. So you definitely need bank rollers in place first. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I guess that's just common sense. I have a coach and a good coach, and they'll know how to help you um, achieve your goals in in a safe in a safety yeah. um, in a safe way. That's the that's the takeaway point from that conversation there is have a coach and always have a plan have a plan of how you're going to get out of something if plan it goes wrong yeah basically <laughs> bail yeah um, awesome so that's really the only negative to free weights is the risk of injury um, you don't really have that risk with machines because pretty much every single time you can get out of it although with leg presses like diagonal leg presses and vertical leg presses you do need to make sure you have safeties set up, which most of them come with safeties, but make sure they're set up right for your height and your yeah. build so that it's going to catch the plate and not crush you. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I saw a video on Instagram yesterday. I think, did you send it to me? You might I have even sent so, it to you. But okay. I have seen a video of someone's legs snapping. The guy with 400 kilos on the vertical leg press, mm. and he just had no form of safety mechanism. It just came down and like crushed his ankles. Lovely. And I was just like, why Why didn't you set up some kind of a safety mechanism? That's a day run about that. <laughs> like, you can't expect your friends to just pull 400 kilos off you. <laughs> well, he, he should have better, bigger friends. You've got to have Eddie Hall there. <laughs> Eddie Hall, where's Eddie Hall and Thor? Oh, that's it. Uh, awesome. All right, well, I think that sort of covers um, today's topics. But, um, yeah. yeah, I guess um, next week's podcast will we'll be coming a different topic um, a little bit more in depth this one was a little bit of a, a light one which we sort of got a little bit sidetracked on but yeah um, next week's will hopefully be um, hopefully a bit longer a bit more in depth yeah we'll plan out something to talk about a bit better. yes <laughs> and I guess this one's pretty pretty well uh, obvious for those that have been going for gym for a while so next yeah. week we'll try to cover a topic um, that will sort of benefit people that have already been going to the gym for, you know, six plus months yeah. and they sort of have a feel to the gym. Yeah, um, yeah sort of different awesome. demographic. Yeah. The takeaway from today then is that there's no bad resistances. Machines are not useless, despite what you might see on online sometimes, and free weights are not going to kill you. Um, they're all good. Yeah, bands. Everything have, has their, their place and their purpose. Exactly. Yeah. None of it's good or bad, they just have different purposes. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Thanks for listening. That's out. That's us out. <laughs>